know, I know that this looks nasty. That this is actually a giant cow tongue. And it's a little creepy because if you touch the very tip of it, I don't know if anyone around me is brave enough, it, it, you can feel like the hairy chunks. It's so nasty. Please wash your hands after doing this. Okay, so this is an actual, I don't know if you can see, like cut it out of the cow's face. And it's a nasty giant. Cow it's, got your tongue? Cow got your tongue. <laughs> I got the cow tongue, you actually. Got the, I, I got, got it, the cow yeah. tongue. But anyways, this nasty thing is a cow tongue, and it has massive power. It looks at first like this would not even be something you'd let your dog eat, but in reality, a cow tongue is actually considered a delicacy. It's one of the strongest muscles in the body. In fact, Wikipedia, which we all know is a very valid source for quoting in your papers, Wikipedia says that it's the strongest muscle in the entire body. And so the tongue has enormous power, and you can use the tongue to do good or to do damage. You can use your tongue to encourage and strengthen and help someone make an awesome life choice, or you can use your tongue as a weapon to cut someone down and hurt them or even ultimately destroy them. The tongue is intense. And that's what the Bible is talking about in James chapter 3. It says, we all make many mistakes. But if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect. Because we could also control ourselves in every other way. But a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And the tongue is a flame of fire. A whole world of wickedness corrupting the entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. That's crazy. That's intense. The verse continues, it says, people can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and full of evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who've been made in God's image. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. So why is God so intense about the tongue? I mean, full of deadly poison, set on fire by hell itself? That's some crazy strong language. What is it about the tongue? What is it about the mouth that God knows? Why does he care? talk about it in such a powerful way. I'll tell you. Did you know that God created the entire universe with a spoken word? He said, let there be lights. He, he didn't say, yo, angel, come here. Got an assignment for you. Get over there. Make a giant ball, flaming fire, put it in the sky. We'll call it the sun. It's going to be lit. He didn't do that. He did not do that. Instead, he just, he, he spoke it. He didn't staff it out to an angel. He didn't take lightning bolts and be like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. there, I've created something epic. No, he spoke things into existence. And in speaking with his tongue, he caused things to be created. And then eventually made dry ground and earth and all kinds of other super important things like humanity and junk. And then he put into us the same power 
in our tongues. He said, not only can I, God, speak things into existence, but you, people made in my image, you have the power to speak things into existence too. You can create. Have you ever heard the song, sticks and stones will break my bones, but bull crap, right? I mean, a broken arm, that heals. You don't really think about it much after you get your cast off. Sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will hurt you worse. Words cut deep, and so many times I've seen a broken heart from words that last way longer than any broken arm. This is what the Bible says, Proverbs 18, it says, the power of life and death are in the tongue. So I asked Sean to be my sidekick tonight, so he's good for some sarcastic comments and also some random help. So Sean's gonna get a balloon and he's gonna start blowing it up, okay? Now, what is going into this balloon as Sean does this? Air, right? So he's breathing air into his lungs and then he's exhaling the air into the balloon and we can see the results of his exhales. Normally, when you exhale, you don't see the results. And that's what people are used to with their words. Most people are like, oh, I can just spew anything out I want. I can say, I didn't say stop blowing it up. I want to, a little bit, I want to see what happens. So, I know, this has no point at all other than to intimidate you. This is just for my, this is just for my amusement. I'll buy you Chick-fil-A. I'm so scared and I'm not even close. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, if we could get our medical staff to check on Sean. Okay. Nothing. You're fine. Okay. Uh, yeah, I will. I promise I will give him Chick fil A. Now, here's my point. When you exhale, normally you just put your breath out into the world and that's it. But when you put your words out into the world, they're invisible, but they have effects. They have power, they cause things to happen. It's like every word is a seed. Every word is a seed. And those seeds go out and they grow something. They grow something in the lives of the people around us. So if we're out there and we say cool stuff like, hey man, you're so awesome. I don't really know that many people quite as kind as you. And we're throwing seeds out into the world, then we're causing things to grow that are like encouraging and kind and helpful and good. And we can compliment people on all kinds of things. We can compliment them on how they look, how they act, their attitude, all kinds of stuff. So when we do stuff like that, we're throwing seeds out into the world by encouraging other people. Now, negative words have seeds as well. And so if we are cu cutting someone down, we're ripping on them, we're making fun of them, we're laughing at them for some part of who they are, usually something they can't help, then that's throwing seeds out too. And that's causing negativity and funk to grow in the people's lives around us. Words have power and you can speak life and you can speak death. You can speak blessing or you can speak cursing. And each one of us has that choice. And God hopes that we'll use our tongue for blessing. We'll use our tongue for encouraging. We'll use our tongue for lifting other people up. But I wanna really make sure you guys know what it feels like to use the tongue in the wrong way. I think each one of us has that moment in our life where someone really cut us down, someone really ripped us down. 
made fun of us in some way. And that's, we'll call it a tongue lashing, right? So I just want, I feel this is really important. Wait. It's really important. Just hop right up here, Sean. So everyone, right, right like, here? yeah, just sit. You can, I mean, I feel like you've been working so hard. Oh, okay. service. That's so nice of you. Just take a little wow. seat. Now, okay. okay, so a tongue lashing would be when someone uses their tongue as a weapon. And how many of you know a tongue can actually be just as powerful of a weapon as a knife? It can cut someone. It can hurt someone deeply. And so if someone takes their tongue and they use their tongue and just all of a sudden they're just like swinging oh. it wildly around towards others or they're actually directing the tongue at someone oh, else. Oh. That's like using your tongue as a weapon against oh, another person. Geez. You're using your tongue to rip on someone. You're using your tongue to hurt someone. You're using your tongue <coughs> to tear some. It's, why is it hairy? I don't know. It, it, uh, Do we have I have any? so much hair on my face, it felt like I had more beard on my eye. Yeah. It's also a little bloody and smelly. Oh, it smells so bad. Yeah. That's on my face now. I know. And you have like at least another two hours of work before you can wash that. Okay, so your uh. tongue, your tongue can use, be used as that weapon to rip someone, to pull someone down, uh. to cut someone down. Did you know that almost every single week here at 4640, I hear a student say, come for prayer and say, I'm coming for prayer because someone told me, just go kill yourself this week. Almost every week for 20 years, a student in here was told by another student, guys, that's, that's horrible. When we can use the same tongue, instead of to slap people around and, and, and tear people down and cut people to size, we can use the same tongue to build people up to lift people up, to encourage people, to help them to have a little bit better. I don't want to get cow guts on my laptop. Sean, you know, that's okay. He washes. It's all right. But people will, you, pe tongue lashings can be cutting people down. It can be gossip. How many people have been deeply hurt by someone gossiping about them? Gossip is anything we say about someone that we wouldn't say to their face. And so many of us have been the victims of gossip. That was well over half of our hands and it was even a rhetorical question. Lies is another way we can use our tongue as a weapon that destroys people's hearts. Calling people names, making fun of them in some way or another, talking back. This is one teenagers are infamous for. Talking back to their parents can get us in huge trouble. Another big one is crude joking sexualized joking or cursing or um, talking about things that are inappropriate. That's another way we use our tongue and we just fling it around and we end up hurting people. Some people think jokes with curse words or using curse words or jokes that are sexualized are no big deal, but the Bible tells us differently. Ephesians 5, it says, such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes. These are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. Some people have what I would call diarrhea of the mouth. Okay? So they're there and they can't stop talking. They keep talking and it's awkward and it's uncomfortable for everyone around them, but the words that are coming out of their mouth cannot stop. And students, the truth is that most everyone in this room could probably use about half their words. 
the total number of words used in a day and just cut them in half. And people around us would think we are kinder and wiser than they think of us right now. The tongue is a handy thing. Like you have to have a tongue, right? You don't have a tongue, you can't talk. You don't have a tongue, you can't really eat that good. I don't really know how that would work. You use your tongue for a million things and it has huge potential. Now, I have two girls that I've selected to play a little game. And Sean, did you get your boys? Yes, I got two boys. Excellent. And, and there's some candy at stake. So girls, come on down. It really Guys, smells come on down. weird over here. It does smell like a dead cow tongue. It, it's really disturbing. Yeah, it's mostly actually your face that smells. Yeah, it's okay. true. So you guys are going to go to the tarp. This is what y'all are playing for right here. So I'll just put this right here. Okay, now, here's the game. Who's going to go first in the girls? Okay, and then Peyton, you're going to go second. Okay, so, so you stand right here. You stand over here. Okay, perfect. You can actually stand off the tarp. Judah, stand here. Silas, beep. Okay, perfect. Now, what's going to happen here on the tarp? is when Sean and I say go, you are going to, contestant number one, are going to squirt all of the toothpaste onto the tarp. All and then it. we'll explain round two next. On your mark, it's set, go. Go, get it all out, as fast as you can. Go, go, go. The faster you squirt, the more Whoa. you win. Okay, all right, you have five, four, three, three two, one. Okay, okay, round two, switch positions, hand off the, the toothpaste right, too. This is for all the candy. On your mark, get set, pick up all the toothpaste and put it back inside the tube yep. perfectly. You gotta pick it up, put it in the tube. You can do it. That's... Right, right inside. Yep. Come on, you got it. Get right, it in there. Right in that little hole. Oh. Put it all the way in. Make sure it's perfect. I don't want any messes. <laughs> no mess. No. As no. cleanly as possible. As we need or I'm using points, this later. Points for neatness. Sean's daughter needs toothpaste. It's true. We talked about it earlier. She needs a lot. Okay, so yeah, good technique. Just <laughs> go ahead and shove that right back in. No problem. And five seconds remaining. Five, four, four three, three, two, one. one. Time's up. Okay. All right, let's compare. Um, well, Silas made like a cool like like kind of an enemy looking thing or it like does, a starfish. It looks, it looks really pretty, but there's just- There's no progress. There's no progress at all. Did you? Wow, look at that. It could be. Obviously, obviously our game is rigged. It is impossible. You all may select candy and go wash your hands. Please, yes, for just the leave luck. the tube right there. Here's what I want to make sure everyone in the room understands. Guys, come this way. It's easy coming out, but it's hard taking back. And the same is true with our words. So many times we stand there and we just blurt things out and things come screaming out of our mouths, just like the toothpaste, right? We can talk so fast, but we can't actually instantly undo the mess we made with our words. You can't take what you've said about someone else and shove it back into the tube. You can't take that meanness. You can't take that comment to your mom back. You can't take that, um, that thing you type and send on the internet. You can't just take it back. It's easy to go out, but there's no real way to ever put it back. And students, when you open your mouths, when I open my mouth, we wanna stop and think, is what's gonna come out is there some reason that I'm gonna need to take it back? Because there's no neat and easy way to take back when we misspeak. 
Instead, what we should do is we should use our tongue to bring about life. We should use our tongue to encourage, to lift people up, to compliment people, to tell people why they matter to us, why we care about them on this planet. And I think I am so proud to be the student pastor of 4640 and to have a group of students like you guys. Because so many times I hear positive things from teachers, from parents, from people in the community talking about, hey, I saw a kid in a 4640 shirt or a kid with a 4640 scooter or sticker on their scooter. And they were so cool. They were so kind. They were so helpful to the people around them. And those are the kind of reports I get from you all the time. And I want you to continue to do that to be that kind of person that uses your mouth and uses the words from your mouth to grow someone, encourage someone, strengthen someone around you because we've all at different points been guilty about it. And I wanna challenge you to really put some thought into how you use the power of your words to speak into other people. Because we all have those opportunities, right? There's the moment, we're in the cafeteria, a kid walks by, somehow they eat it, The tray collapses on the floor, it's a mess, everybody sees it. And that's the moment of decision where we stop and we say, wait, how am I gonna play this? Am I gonna be just like everybody else, point and laugh, make fun of them, call them names? Or am I gonna be the guy that's cool, that gets down, that helps them pick stuff up, that that gives them a hand and lifts them up and is like, it's cool, man, it's all right, we all do it, no big thing, encourages them. Are we going to be the guy that's standing around with all the other guys hanging out and there's another kid that's totally new to the school that's completely left out that just says, hey, you want to come hang with us? You want to come talk with us? That includes someone that literally has no one that uses the words of our mouth to like draw someone in? Or are we going to be the guy that leaves that person all alone, feeling isolated, feeling more and more like a loser, feeling like we don't belong? It's so important because we're all faced with that choice. We can use our tongue to be an advocate for someone. If we know someone's being picked on, we know someone's being bullied, we know someone is in trouble at home and being abused, we can use the words of our mouth to speak up and to advocate for them to get the help that they need and deserve. And so many students are afraid to do that, but the students in this room regularly stand up for what's right and what's true. And guys, that's important. That's the kind of stuff that matters to God. God fights for the underdog. He fights for the one that's ignored and overlooked. These are things that matter to God. Colossians chapter three says this, and whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to him, giving thanks through him to God the Father. I want you to close your eyes for just a second, bow your head, and I want you to think. We're just going to create like a moment of privacy for everyone to think inside their own heart. Is there anything you've said lately that you wish you could stick back in the toothpaste tube? You wish you could walk it back? I know for me there is. The other day I was so mad because I felt like my brother, my little brother was being a total jerk, and I was really mad. And I said some stuff to my mom. I totally trashed him, talked bad about him. I called him some names that I'm not proud of. And you know, there's a moment that we can all think of in our own life, probably too recent, where we feel bad about the things that came out of our mouth. And what we do when we recognize that is we stop and we have a conversation with God. And that's what I want you to do right now. In the privacy of your heart, in your own words, talk to God. 
Tell him about the situation that happened. God, I said X, Y, Z about so-and-so. And then you apologize. You say, God, I am sorry that I said that. It was not true or I exaggerated it where it was true, but it wasn't helpful and kind. Talk to him about it. God, I'm sorry for the things that came out of my mouth in the moment of anger. For a lot of us, that's when our tongue gets out of control. It's when we're angry. When we feel like something unfairly happened, we're accused of something, we don't feel. In a moment of anger, God, I said something, I did something that I shouldn't have done. Please, please forgive me. Now, as you're picturing those moments that we've all had that we blew it with our mouths, ask yourself, is there a person that was victimized by my tongue lashing that I need to go to? Is there a person I need to go to later this week and say, sorry, I talk crap about you. Or sorry, mom, I talk back to you. I did something, I said something I shouldn't have. I lied whatever it was, if there's a person that's kind of at the center of your tongue lashing, if, if they're coming to mind and you're kind of feeling like a poking at your heart, like, ugh, they were the victim of my words and, a, and it was wrong. I wanna challenge you to be a big person this week and own it. Go to them and say, hey, I blew it. This is what I did and ask them for forgiveness. And the third thing I wanna lay out tonight is, I wanna challenge you from this moment forward to be the kind of person that uses your tongue to bless and encourage others. Now I want you to think in your mind of a person that you know that needs encouraged. Just think of that one person, maybe a couple come to mind, but, but force yourself to picture exactly, for sure, at least one person. You know they need encouraged, you know they need a kind word someone you're gonna see or be able to talk to or text in the next 24 hours. Got that person in your mind? Now think is, what is the kind thing or the encouraging thing that they need to hear that I can say? Think of it in your mind. I'm gonna text that friend and tell them how awesome I think they are and how much they matter in my life. I'm gonna call my grandma on the phone and tell her I love her and ask her if she needs help with anything. Who's the person gonna be for you? I'm gonna do something extra for my mom this week or my dad. Who's the person that you're gonna use your mouth to build up or encourage? You got that person? If eyes are still closed, if you know who that person is, lift up your hand. You know who you're gonna be kind to. All right, God, you see our hands? We're committing now to kindness to this one person. We're gonna reach out in the next 24 hours and we're gonna do that nice, kind, encouraging thing to bless and encourage them. Help us not to chicken out. Help us to remember and actually do it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.